And hello, Recovery Fam, and welcome back to the Unashamed Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, Drew. And I put the fun in dysfunctional. I'm Palmer. Without further delay, roll that intro. Unashamed Recovery Podcast. Yep, that's how it's the done. The Unashamed Recovery Podcast. The Unashamed Recovery Podcast with Josh, Drew, and Palmer starts now. What is up, Recovery Fam? Hey, 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 Black Sheep. <laughs> my name is Palmer, here always with my brother Phoenix and our special guest. But before we get to that, I just want to let you know that today is a special episode because not only will this be on our podcast, the Black Sheep Recovery Podcast. Where else is it going to be? But it'll also be on my other podcast, Unashamed Recovery Podcast. So... Big shout out Josh Hollingshead and Drew Smith. We're sorry you couldn't be here today. We hate you for missing this. Yeah, that that that's horrible. However, we felt like because of how special our guest is today... That we needed to share it on both platforms. Amen. So, uh, without further ado, everybody say hello to Mr. Kelly K. What's up, <laughs> Kelly? What's up, going, Kelly? Guys? Thank you so much for having me. It's an Thank honor. Thank you for having us. Yeah, somehow, on your TikTok. Somehow, we convinced him to come all the way to Brandon, Mississippi. <laughs> that was your stalking <laughs> that did all that. My stalking is up to a 10 now, dog. I, mean, I know. <laughs> I imagine maybe you can start stalking... Um, I don't know. You know, well, I'm better think of a good name right now. Think of a good name. (laughs) Well, half the people I would like to meet. Oh, let's Kelly's already toured with and played bass (laughs) for. Hey, start stalking like Kat Von D and Brian Welch. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I will tell you, man, I've seen you commenting on videos on my page for about a year. I know. Every day I see you on there. I'm telling you, I take stalking to a whole other level, buddy. Hey, Kelly, can I get your phone number? Right. No. You know what, though? Like, all I did was send an email and say, hey, you're already going to be in town. Do you want to do another uh, event? And he said, yeah, man, here's my phone number. And my (laughs) wife, as soon as she saw that, she was like, he has no idea what he just did. That is a straight-up guy. Hey, I've changed so my number before. All right? I can do it I'm again. Think, I'm thinking my wife pretty is pretty sure he's going to change his number That's as soon funny. as he leaves Mississippi. I'm talking about, look, that is a straight-up miracle because you introduced me to Kelly's TikTok about six or so, maybe eight months ago, yeah. and I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, <laughs> so for those of y'all that may not know, I mean, one, we're on uh, Kelly's TikTok Live right now, so hi, everybody. Hi Appreciate everybody y'all hanging out Kelly's with us. Hi, TikTok. Thank you. Um, but for anybody that doesn't know who Kelly is, Kelly is an evangelist who's been doing it for 10 years. He's also associate pastor at his home church, Limit. Associate Limit. Did you say associate uh, No, I said associate <laughs> pastor, <laughs> Lord, at his home church, Limitless. And the mm-hmm. four, Limitless 405, is that what it is? Yeah, we call it Limitless 405 Church just because there's lots of Limitlesses and we're in, you know, 405 right. area. In the 405? So, yeah. You've so, been hanging out with those guys at uh, Street Race? No, from but... From the 405? But, <laughs> I, I used to live... Right. Hey, did you know that I used to live in that 405 area code? Or right. close to it? Yeah, yeah close to it. Well, I mean, I was in Broken Arrow. Right. Yeah, you're 918. 918. Nine, yeah, 918. Yeah. 918. I have a 918 area code, oh, so yeah. yeah. So we're good. <laughs> so me, com- so, me and Kelly have something in common, too. There you too. go. I mean, well... Like, My phone number is no. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not doing that again. I've already learned my lesson. Y'all going to have to uh, pay good money for that one. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so anybody that doesn't know who Kelly Kay is, Kelly Kay is an evangelist. He's also an associate pastor at his, his home church, Limitless. But he got a calling from God to start doing videos. And lo and behold, you got TikTok and YouTube. And so Kelly put out, started putting out videos. And when I got on TikTok, I was late to the game. So, but when I got on TikTok, I was already a Christian. I only wanted to see, because I mean, that was my whole thing. I wasn't getting on TikTok. I don't want to see, I have a sex and porn uh, addiction background, right? So I don't want to be on there looking at stuff that I'm not supposed to be looking at, right? So, you know, I start typing in Christian TikTok, you know, uh, God, Jesus, and here comes this dude that looks a whole lot like me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, t- t- 10 years ago, I had my LeBray Pierce, had big gauges in my ears. I'm tatted up. And this dude is talking about Jesus, but he's talking about it in a way that I can understand. I know, right? You know, talking about things like, and putting putting different stories. And the one mm-hmm. I tell I tell all the time is you put it uh, a different perspective on the uh, Peter walking on water, having yeah. uh, little faith, not... Not like little faith, like I don't have Not little big. faith, but length, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, little in length. And then also uh, one of the stories that blew my mind was when you, you told the story about um, Jesus always intended to walk past that boat. He's like, I yeah. told you I'd meet I you on the other one. side. Mm-hmm. I never caught that. Yeah. And so watching your videos started helping me to understand what I was reading in the Bible. And so... Kelly's got three different books. I started with the newest book, which is Think About That for a Minute. Um, I actually bought five copies of it. Me and, <laughs> me and my family, we went through, because I have, I have three kids. And so me and my family. I love that. I really do. We that's, went that's through awesome. all 40 days together. You know, every night. Um, my, my, uh, my middle child, she, she, um, ha- her mother lives in Texarkana, Arkansas. And so um, we would, you know, if she wasn't with us, then we we would wait to continue. Right, but That's awesome. w- the whole family did did think about that for a minute. You know, every night as a devotion for pretty much forty nights. That's cool. And so once I got about halfway through that book, I turned around and ordered the new one. Especially when you said, "Hey, I, I just got the very first book, Reckless Love." Uh, just got new copies of it. Oh, I was yeah. like, "All right, well, if I'm going to get that. that one, then I might as well get uh, uh, get lit, stay lit, and spread it." it. Yeah. And which, so, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, which was the sermon he delivered last night. Yeah, I was getting, I was getting yeah. to that. So, mm-hmm. um, another church here in town, Grace Baptist Church, um, reaches out to Kelly and says, "Hey, can you come do a weekend? You know, do Saturday and then do Sunday morning." Kelly says, "Yes." Well, then he made the mistake of posting it on TikTok. Says, "I'm going to be in Brandon, Mississippi." And I I'm remember like, the, the post uh, said, "Hello." Be, the post said, uh, well, "It was actually Brandon City, Mississippi." I was yeah. like, "Yeah." So I I reached out to him and said, "Hey, man, uh, you want to do another event?" And he said, "Sure." And we got him in a day extra. We did a a, a big event on Friday oh, night. Yeah, that, event, it was that, that event game. you guys did on Friday night was so cool, man. It was so fun. It was awesome. So, the people were amazing. I, I was honored. That was really, really good event. That might be one of my favorite events I've ever done. Actually. Are you That's just awesome. saying that? No, probably. It really, it really hey, can amazing. I just say I, something I real quick? That. Real quick, man. I went to that event. I, I haven't been in. I'm a spirituality guy. I love Jesus. Jesus and I have a great relationship, but I feel like the hand of man is on church and and. I'm having a hard time getting back into that since I've since I got sober three years ago, but uh, I, I came to support my clients. Right, my my boys. They they had you come in, and um, not only 
yes, you gave an incredible message, but what really blew me away the most was you were puking nonstop. Yeah, I was so You sick. had no excuse no. to be at that place, <laughs> but you quiet. pushed through. Yeah, and he you, had every excuse to came, say, I, I'm not doing it. You came through, and you you blew you blew the roof off the place. Oh, and you. I was just like, God, you know, God works in a crazy, you know, in crazy ways. He brings us into where he needs us. You know, he just does it, you For know, sure. and it just right. works. So, um, you know, I, I was thoroughly entertained. I was not bored. I was not. Um, and, and that's hard for me to say, you know, usually church can be kind of boring. I get it. And yeah. you just carried the crowd. People were engaged. You were a freaking professional. Oh, thank you. you. It was incredible. So thank you. I, no, I was. No it was an honor to get to experience and that. Look, that's this awesome. Is, this is exactly what God is doing in this type of community for this generation and the generation before and that's back right. to Gen X because there's an outpouring of his spirit on us, this type of community, like in the recovery community in these ages and these generations because, you know, we don't come from that that era with the King James and, you know, so Kelly, you know, what I love about Kelly is just like you said, he, he puts a, a modern spin on it to where we can understand it and and look at it under the lens of a new, you know, a new, you know, uh, a modern eye. Right. Well, here's the yeah. thing, you know, the, the Bible tells us, you know, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, right? Yes. The Word of God is the Word of God. Yes. You know, you, you preached it for hundreds of years. We're going to keep preaching it, right, mm-hmm. until Jesus comes back. That's. Right. But here's what's cool. The, the Bible tells us it's all of our jobs to preach the gospel, right? We're, we're supposed to be in the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. You know, Acts 1-8, we're supposed to go out and, and preach the gospel. So we know what to do. We preach to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then he tells us where to do it. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, which for us, that means your city, your state, your country, and then to the other countries. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed what the Bible never tells us? It's how to do it. Yeah. Because you might have a way that I can't do, but it works for you. It doesn't work for me. I may right. have a way that works for me. doesn't work for you. We all have the same job, but we can do it any way that we want. Right. That's what's so amazing. That's There's so many different people getting the gospel out there doing it different ways. So what I've wanted to do from the beginning was I want to preach the gospel in a way that anybody, I'm saying anybody of any age, any race, any denomination, any background, ethnicity, whatever, that they can get the gospel. And then what I wanted to do was I want to present it in a way that is fun and relevant. Yeah. Yeah, because right. the word never changed. God never changes, but God always changes. Right. You know, right. He's always sense. doing something new. Right. It's always the same, but he's always doing something new. So there's always a fresh spin on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've done videos where, like the one that you were talking about, where I talk about, you know, Peter's little faith. And I'll have guys come at me going, that's not what the Bible means. That's You're, you're taking liberties with this. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. I, I get what you're saying. But at the same time. Are we going to think that God is so small? Are we going to keep him in such a tiny box to say, God, you can only teach me one thing from this story in your word? I don't think so. No, it's living and breathing. That's right. If I can look at this story and get a different perspective and it gets me closer to God, that was God. Right. That was yeah. God speaking to me through that scripture. I mean, that's the that's the whole point. I, I I don't know if it's I don't remember if it was you that said it or if, if somebody else said it, but it, uh, you don't read the Bible. The Bible, the Bible reads, reads you, you man. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, when we're going through different things, we could. I mean, there's only sixty six books. Right. Is that okay? it? Okay. It doesn't change. <laughs> right. It? You know what I mean? There's different interpretations. There's different translations. Blah blah blah. But there's only sixty six books. So if I read the same story. 
12 different times, nine times out of 10, I'm going to get 12 different. Yeah, you should yeah, for sure. sure. Revelations yeah, it, from but it. There are people that are using the word of God to try to manipulate people. So you need to be careful with that right. too. Absolutely. You know, you, you, I can't take scripture and take some crazy message out of it, but if what I'm teaching or anybody is teaching lines up with the word and it's a perspective you haven't heard before, don't shut them down instantly because you've never thought of it that way. Right. Yeah. Maybe be open to man, God, what are you showing me? Can you show me this a little bit different? That's why, you know, that last book I put out the last two is called, think about that for a minute and that's based out of psalms one where god tells us that if we will meditate on his word day and night we will prosper in every season of our life that's right look at christians though they're not prospering that's right i see beat up broke down christians more than i see anything else why well is it uh, ironic at all that we're also living in the most biblically illiterate generation of all time? Not at all. Nobody knows what the word says. No one's in it for themselves. Now, I love that you watch my TikToks. Please keep watching them. You know, if I made the videos, you didn't watch them, it wouldn't do any good. But understand, when you watch TikTok, when you watch a video of me preaching, you're getting my revelation of what God showed me in his word. You should still get in the word yourself. Right. Absolutely. Go sure. make sure what I'm saying is there for one. Right. And then make sure that it lines up with what he's teaching me. Does it line up with the word? You should never just take a pastor or preacher or a guy with a microphone. Take their word for it, man. You need to be getting in the word yourself. And, I, and, yeah, and, and I context loved, is everything. For and I sure. loved what you said last night when you said that uh, when you were talking about stay lit, get lit and um, spread it, spread it. Uh, you said that um, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. It's all right. I said a lot, so I don't I know. know how to help you. No, um, <laughs> no right? Uh, go ahead, Paul. I've been watching, watching him come back for to two days. Yeah. Well, uh, last night, yeah, you, the the sermon you did was based on your books, uh, st- uh, Get Lit, Stay Lit, and Spread It. Yeah. Um, Friday night, I remember you. Him. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, you you were talking about uh, God's voice, your voice, yeah, and yeah. the enemy's voice. Oh yeah. Okay. This is this really opened my eyes to something last night. It's like. It's, it's, it's really messy up there. It's very busy, and it's like, how do you discern that? What's God and what's the enemy and what is you? Well, what Kelly's exact words for if it's your voice is probably the stupidest thing to do. <laughs> right. Right. I love that. That was so funny. But then when you said that if it's God's voice, then you can find a scripture to stand on That's to right. back it up. And um, and then you said if it's the enemy's voice, it's just gonna come with confusion, and it's uh, you know gonna yeah. Be the enemy will sound like God, but there won't be scripture to back up right. what he's saying. And honestly, you should have three scriptures. And I didn't mm-hmm. say that last night, no. but the, the truth is, if if I'm if I'm ever gonna come to you and say God told me this, and people use that so recklessly, yeah, God exactly. told me I'm supposed to marry you. No, he didn't. He didn't tell you that. You want to? Mm-hmm. Some part of your body told you you want to marry her. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if, if I'm going to come to you, <laughs> if I'm going to come to you with the words, God said this to me, I'm going to have at least a minimum of three scriptures to back up what I'm telling you, because God is never going to speak to you something that's not in his word. He's never going to contradict his word by giving a fresh word to you. Yeah. Right. And uh, so, yeah, so that's why in, in our mind, when we have these different voices, people tell me all the time, I can't hear the voice of God. No, you can. You just don't know that that's him. Mm-hmm. We have to take every thought captive and run it through the lens of does this line up with the word of God? And if it doesn't, you need to get rid of it. That's right. You know, when I hear his voice, I don't hear it up here. I hear it in my heart. Right. You know, it's a I, feeling. I, I, yeah. For you? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it, it's 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 a thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe you you did a video, um, and I could be wrong, could be somebody else, but I believe you did a video about- You mean you watch other people besides just me? Rude. <laughs> only only so when they rude. pop up. Only when they pop up. I thought we were close. <laughs> we are, oh, we close. We I want close. my number back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but- uh, I would venture to say it was it was one of your videos talking talking about what you preached on uh, about 
the voices in your head, basically being your voice, the enemy's voice. Yeah, I've done several videos. Right. And so for me, like I have used that so many times telling other people the the same thing. Like if you don't have a a scripture to back it up, then it's not you. It's not God. Yeah. It might be you. Yeah, it's not God. It it is you. It is you for sure. No doubt. So, um, on Friday night when you did our event, you preached on repentance. Mm-hmm. One, as Danny already said, man, it was an amazing message. And I knew that it was an amazing message because my pastor has raved about you all day long. He was talking about Oh, that's awesome. Morning. In both yeah. both uh, church services, he talked about how great the event was, but he also said that people need to go back and listen to that message because it was spot on oh cool you know yeah, I appreciate is, he, he said it was the best message he'd ever heard on, on repentance. repentance well repentance yeah. is one of my favorite things to talk about which is really funny because growing up it was one of my least favorite things to hear about yeah. right i didn't ever want if you were preaching on repentance i was looking for a way out of That's the church right. service right just because repentance was always this heavy heavy topic of you need to feel awful and be ashamed but once i really understood what repentance was right. and that repentance is a gift and that repentance gets us close to god then man i was all in on that and so then when I was reading through the story of the woman at the well, which is what I preached on Friday right. night, and I realized this is the most beautiful story of repentance of all times. Uh, and I guarantee you there's been lots of people that have preached it that way. I had just never heard anybody preach it that way. Right. So when I started writing that message, I just really asked God to, man, just open this up and show me this as a story of repentance because I see it in there, but I really want to see all the angles. And I think that's what he did. And uh, that's probably one of my favorite messages to preach and I love when I get to preach. Well, here's what's funny is, you know, for those of you listening and watching, they, they'd already said I was so sick Friday. Yeah. I had been just, I couldn't get when out of the When he walked into man. the door. He was white. He was white, white as a sheet. I thought he was, I mean, literally walking dead I really, I really thought we'd get about 15, 20 minutes yeah. of, I, I didn't of even, him speaking. I'll be honest with then, you. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think he was going to make it to the stage. I but. didn't either, honestly. I'll tell you the <laughs> truth. And and before I went up there, I was already thinking like, okay, you can switch sermons. You can do a shorter sermon, uh, get out of here faster, get back to bed. And, uh, man, God just kept landing on my heart like, no, you're supposed to preach this. This is what you're supposed to preach. And I knew this is one of my longest sermons that right. I have. Wow. I think we did like an hour and a half. Yeah. You know? it was, it was yeah. And I was like, God, I can't be out of the bathroom for five minutes at a time right now so i asked you i said could you just put a trash can or something next to the stage just in case i have to and i kept eyeing that sucker all night man (laughs) and i just got up there i was like okay god i need you to help me and so many of people from your church came and prayed over me yeah before i went up there let me tell you something about that uh uh at at the point there is we We i've seen i'm telling you the there is power in prayer and i have seen witnessed miracles like i literally walked in one day and i could barely walk like stand up straight my back was hurting so bad i'd I'd, uh, hurt my back the day day before at work i I lay floors sometimes and um i walked in and palmer said you need to go get miss regina to lay her hands on you yeah i always choose regina i don't choose our pastor And, (laughs) and let me tell you look i went straight to regina and she put her hand on my back and she started praying over me and i felt her whole hand go hot Mm-hmm. And tingling, oh, yeah. and I felt the tingling in my back. And by the end of the service, I was walking upright with no pain. That's awesome. Yeah. So I actually text Regina. Uh, she had been there a little bit earlier, and I text Regina. I said, "Are you coming back?" And she said, "No." Can I help you from here? I said, "Yeah. You better start par- praying for Kelly because yeah. he's sick as a dog." Well, then our associate pastor Jennifer Miller came in, and I was like, "Jennifer, I need you." You know, uh, not saying. Look, I heard your your sermon 
on Saturday. I understand that I have the authority. Right. Okay, yeah. I do. But I also understand that some of y'all got uh look, hey, I always man, say I always say warriors. I got yeah. I always say that I've got God's beeper number, you know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, but people like Regina, people like Kelly, they've got like direct access. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, That's I'm funny. I'm they leaving, I'm like leaving messages. Out. I'm leaving yeah. messages on the beeper going. Can you please call me back? You and, know, let, let me go into that for a minute too, though, because you know, everyone prayed for me, but at the end of the night, I was still sick mm-hmm. for another right. 16 hours. So, what do you do? Do you get mad at God? No, right? Because when I got done preaching, somebody came up to me like, "Oh, are you better now?" And I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. I feel." awful so you look at you like well everybody prayed so did god not did god not show up did he not work Hmm. listen i made it through an hour and a half without throwing up god clearly showed up man Mm -hmm. well i'm i'm just gonna say that one of the biggest things that that you have talked about many times and talked about uh over this past weekend as well is obedience and you know paul talked about having a, a thorn in his side well what if what if being sick you know, was his thorn every time he went to go preach. Right. I'm not saying that's what it was, but what if what if that's what it was? Every time he went to go preach or tell mm-hmm. the word of God, you know, tell the story of Jesus that he uh, he he was like deathly sick, and that's how Kelly was the other night. But Kelly stayed obedient, yeah. and I think For that sure. that is the key right there. No matter mm-hmm. what we're going through, no matter what happens, we have to stay obedient. Yeah, absolutely. and and understand that God's going to take care of us, even if it was just for an hour and a half. Yeah. Let me get through this sermon. Let the because, dude, like I said, and like my pastor said. It's the best message we've ever heard on repentance. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like I said, I don't know if we were recording it or not when I said that that was probably one of the best events that I've, I've ever done. And I think a lot of that had it came out of that. That might have been some of the best preaching I've ever done. That's how I feel. I felt like yeah. that was might be the, the best that I've ever done. I got to tell you, it was incredible. It was. Thank you. But I don't think that that it could have came out the same had I been feeling a hundred percent right? because I would have just relied on what I've always done, what I've always known. You know, this is what I do for a living. Yeah. So I'm just going to get up there. I'm going to dial it in, preach this message. But I didn't have that luxury. I didn't have that option. It was either I need to go lay down or I'm about to get up here and I got to put everything I have into this just to get through it. And honestly, it made me come off that stage thinking I want to preach every message like this right where you know maybe in the last 10 years i've gotten a little bit relaxed and i don't always get and i don't want to say that because i I try to give my best every single time but sometimes we just get in the routine of this is what i do well friday night i had no routine of this is what i do it was you've got to make a choice now that's right and stand up and give god everything you've got in you because you need him to sustain you through this and that's what i did and man i walked off that stage going this is the best i've ever preached in my life i text my wife i said it was the best and the worst night i've ever had <laughs> <laughs> well isn't it, mississippi baby isn't right. it crazy like literally everything happens for a reason the good and the bad and is like when i stop trying to figure out what god is doing like Look at what God is doing. God is trying to teach us something, or we're supposed to learn something in this, like yeah. the good, the bad, everything yeah. in between. Let, let me put that biblical for you. Yeah, you want Rachel, you get Leah too, <laughs> <laughs> and you stay, you stayed, you stayed there with God, and you didn't give up. It was, well, it was I a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah and not only that. Think about James uh, chapter two. It says, "Count it all joy, no matter what, and all, all the trials joy. and tribulations. I mean, no matter how sick you are, and you, you know." You made it through that. You got to count that all joy and give all the I glory to God. I count joy now. I wasn't yeah. counting that's joy right. then. No. And, no, sure. and no weapon formed against. Yeah, no weapon. I mean, formed the fact that uh, look, people needed to hear that message yeah, on Friday sure. night. And, and, well, we and saw the so enemy. many salvations. Right. No, it was awesome. And, and I got to tell you, listen, I got to tell you, I was actually one of them that went into hard repentance that night because 
even though Jesus delivered me from all the drugs and the alcohol of 30 years of rebellion, I still struggle with lust and pornography. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like that one, one thing got left behind uh, through that deliverance, and I know I'm human. I know I'm going to sin, and I hate it. Right. I truly hate it, but I truly needed to hear that message that night because a lot of things that uh, Kelly talked about was shame, you know, yeah. that night. And um, the shame that comes along with the lust and uh, the feeling, the overwhelming fe- feeling of guilt is, is just, it's awful. Right. And, yeah. the, and the way you put it that night really opened my eyes to it. Like when you said, all right, now open your eyes and look around you and look at everybody that's standing up. Yeah. And I saw that everybody else is human too and that everybody else in this room sins too. Dealing and with that something. God doesn't look at your sin. When he looks at you, he sees his son. That's right. Yeah. Seeds so I'm telling you, I, I, if anybody, if there was nobody else in that room that needed to hear that, it was certainly me. That's yeah. Awesome. So I, I know mm-hmm. that I've shared, and you might not have checked your email yet, but I, I gave you the the live stream link, um, but I also um, chopped yeah, it, I, chopped it up to where you just have your message. But for I'll those post of, that on my YouTube. For well, those that have not seen it yet, uh, Kelly's message that night was mainly that repentance is not about shame. Right, right, not at all. It's not so about the just, shamefulness just, of you. Yeah, just give us give us a little bit uh, about that because I think sure. I think so many people are like John, where it's like, you know, and myself. Like, look, I, even though I am uh, uh, sober from porn and, and and lust, I mean, I'm still a man, so I still will, you know, catch myself seeing a pretty girl and go, okay, yeah, now, I got tempted. I got to turn away. You know, what didn't I mean? you say a couple weeks ago? I'm still a sex addict. I just have a dealer. I am. I am. A, I am still a sex addict. I'm just but he's married. married. Right. He's got a you dealer. Know, a, that's right. I'm, I, I have. I have a hot wife who allows allows me that. You know what that's I mean? Awesome. But, um, so give us give us just a little bit about not feeling shame uh, when it comes to repentance. Sure. So repentance for me was always taught that. You need to repent was always followed after you did what? Right. You know, you did this. Oh, you should feel awful. You need to repent. Oh, you did that. You should feel so ashamed of yourself. I mean, even if you look up our definition in the Bible of repentance, it says to feel sorry for, to feel ashamed for, uh, to feel remorse. But it, if you look at the Greek word for repentance, it was metanoia which actually means it's a transformative change of heart. It's a transformative change of mind that leads to a change in your direction. So what repentance is, is when you change your mind about something and then you change the way you live according to that, to how your mind is changed, right? So when Jesus says we need to repent of our sins, what he's saying is, hey, you need to change your mind about the way you think, about your life, and you need to live it differently, right? What we say, the church, quote unquote Christians is, you need to be ashamed of yourself. Right. Now here's the thing. When you are confronted with your sin, you will feel guilt and shame, right? right? You will. But guilt and shame will not sustain your your changed walk, your changed direction. That's right. Because what happens if you change your direction based off guilt and shame, eventually you will forget that guilt and shame. And you will go right back to everything you've done before. And that's what we see. We get these Christians in this repentance loop where they come to church. Yeah, I they, loved that part, yeah, man. Yeah, they I did feel too. bad about what they've done. So they make a change. They start living differently. They forget about all of that. Then they go right back to what they did. They come to church, hear another message, feel bad, change, forget it, and it just gets stuck in this loop. But my Bible says in Romans that it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. It doesn't mention the shamefulness of you at all. What that means is your shame can't sustain you. Only the good.
goodness and the love of Jesus can sustain your direction change. It's when you change directions, not based off, I feel bad about what I've done, but I'm changing my direction because I realize, God, what you have for me is so much better than this. What you have for me, what the love that you have, the gifts, the blessings is so much better than this that I want to keep going that way because I just love being with you. Right. That's what repentance looks like. And if we would stop teaching it as you need to be ashamed, you should feel awful. And we need to teach it as, look, this is a gift that God gave you to get as close to him as you want. When you see it like that, you will look for opportunities to repent, not go 90 years without, you know, I did. Well, I repented. I said, I love Jesus. I gave him my heart. I'm good. People That's believe right. that. I repented once. I'm good. That is a straight up lie on the enemy. Yeah. You know? That's I repented 900 times before I got here, That's you know, right. today. Like <laughs> every, every time somebody jumps in front of me no <laughs> doubt, as man. I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, man, I waved at every single person I passed on the way here. What is up with y'all in Mississippi not waving back at yeah, nobody? This is supposed to be the hospitality yeah. state. No, state. What is nobody wrong? Nobody waved at me. Oh, on you, the must, way back you must have been coming through Jackson. So, so sorry. Maybe <laughs> We're so sorry. We'll, we'll have a talk with our people. Yeah, no we will. Doubt, man. <laughs> While Danny, John, and myself go have a talk with some of these drivers around town, this is a perfect spot to take a break and show some love to our sponsors. We'll be right back. Unashamed Recovery Podcast is heard around the world in over 42 countries, including over 780 cities right here in the United States. People all around the world are hearing the message of the hope of recovery from addiction, and that's because of listeners just like you who donate, but also because of our local sponsors. Sponsors like D's Automotive in Meridian, Mississippi, serving the East Central Mississippi and West Alabama areas for over 42 years. D's is a name you can trust when it comes to your vehicle for all your complete car needs and service and towing and car unlocks that's d's automotive go by and see miss genie mike and the boys at 5024 poplar springs drive that's 5024 poplar springs drive in meridian mississippi or give them a call at 601-482-1800 that's 601-482-1800 and tell them that josh drew and palmer sent you now back to your normally scheduled programming right here on the Unashamed Recovery Podcast. I went to leave the house last night to come watch you preach, and uh, un- unbeknownst to me, my wife actually wanted to come. She she doesn't she doesn't usually get out of the house very often. She's she's kind of a recluse, but um, she uh, as we're leaving. She said, you know, you talk about him more than you talk about me. <laughs> I, look, you know, I was going to ask her this morning at church. I was like, I bet you were going to be so She's ready so for Kelly tired. K to get out of town. Right? She's so tired of hearing about Kelly hey. K this and Kelly K that. But here's the thing, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not a baby Christian. You know, I was saved nine years ago, 10 years ago now. Sorry. Um, I thought I was saved my whole life. Right. I, I got baptized at 10 years old. I thought I was saved. And it wasn't until I had a full-on meltdown. I'm literally in the gym. I'm the only person in this gym at the time. I'm on the elliptical, and I'm I, I'm just like, I, me and the wife are having a fight. Either my son was just born or about to be born, and we're just... Argu- yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, we're just arguing <laughs> all the time. And, um, and I, I finally just told God, I don't know. I don't know. And I need to know. And I can't do this alone anymore. Right. So I need you to do this for me, yeah. I, and I need you to come change me. Now, I'm hard-headed, Kelly. It took me five years from there to right. actually start truly changing my life. But for the last six years, 
you know, I, you could, you can see the change in me. Right. But last year when I found your TikTok, I was in a place, look, I, I wanted to be a rock star. You know, you've lived the life that I wanted. You know what I mean? Right. That's right. what I wanted all of my life. And that's why I said on Friday night, had I got some of the prayers I asked for, I wouldn't have the things that I have now. I would right. not have my wife. I would not have my three beautiful children. You know, um, you would have never got the fulfillment out of that lifestyle that you that's have right. now. That's exactly oh, that's right. Or sure. I would have ended up on, because I'm not a drug guy. I'm not an alcohol guy. You know, I tell people all the time, my story is sex, drugs, and alcohol without the drugs. Or sex, drugs, and rock and roll without the drugs. Right. Because I didn't do the drugs. I just wanted the sex, and I wanted the fame. It's okay, because I did enough for both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm on two different podcasts, and everybody's done more than (laughs) enough for me, I guess. But uh, a year ago, I was still in, in that spot of, God, why aren't you putting me on tour? I'm, I'm doing this music for you now. And I've right. been doing this music for you for years now. And why am I not, why are you not using me more? And it wasn't until I started, finally changed my mindset a year ago of, you know what? This is where he wants me. This is what I'm going to do. That I found your TikToks. And I'm like, I can learn something from this guy. Oh, and so awesome. I was like, I have to. I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't start posting every day again, I'm coming to Oklahoma and hurting you. No, I'm getting back on it. Because I, I just took off for, for You Christmas. took off for the holidays, yeah. and I'm going, where's Kelly? What? I'm scrolling. Like, yeah. I, I need my Kelly hit. Like hey, I, I wanted to keep doing video. I just didn't have time. I took my wife no, to Florida, and, and we just didn't have a, a, a chance, or I would have, but... Well, and I've then never, I came here, and then I got sick. I know. So I'm, I'm I need back. to. Uh, I I need to meet your wife and give her a big hug because the, the what you do for the people that you've never even met yet. I mean, it's just like you told the story about that lady that emailed you on Facebook and it got lost in the the uh, Facebook email the hidden, hell. Yeah, you know the hidden message, messages yeah. of that person. That's exactly how I felt when I first when I first found you. I was like, this guy has no idea the people he's touching. That he'll never even come in contact. I thought there was no way on God's green earth am I ever going to meet this guy, and you know, and and be able to you know do an event or anything like that. But even be able to be able to meet you, and yet you had already changed my life. And I love how you look. I get it. I love how you said at our event and and Saturday night. I'm just a man. I'm just like y'all. I didn't do anything. Jesus did it. I get that. But it does take fellowship, and it does sure. take people that have already got that knowledge that you don't have no, you're, you're to teach right. you. And I'm saying, man, if it wasn't for you, I would not have the close walk that I have with God now. I might have got there, but I'm saying it would have took me longer. And, and I really I do appreciate that. And when I, when I try to, you know— I, I do appreciate people saying that I helped change their life, yeah. and absolutely. But I, and I know Jesus did it. But at the same time, I can tell you the people in my life that helped me get to where exactly. I am. And, sure, and they're they're famous to me, right? You know, because they, they helped. So I get that. And at the same time, though, I just don't want to take any of the the credit Glory. that, that belongs to the okay. Father. Now, I let me say, make something. Jesus famous. Enough, yeah. enough about Kelly K for a second. Oh, sure. Friday night, there was another thing going on. Friday night, it was a. You know, there was some other people that were on that stage that night. It was giving grace, wasn't it? Never heard of them. Never heard. <laughs> yeah, I loved hearing you guys. It was great, man. The only thing we were missing was uh, we should have brought an extra amp and a and a, a bass or a guitar. Oh, no, 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 no. There wasn't anything. Although I don't think he, from I don't that. think he could have picked up a, a guitar. Hold on, no. let me tell you something. I've seen you guys perform countless times. Okay, 
All right, you and Micah Mayfield and Elijah. What's Elijah? And, uh, Elijah Williams. Elijah Williams. Ben was absent that night, That's right. and uh, you had a bass player fill in named Jeremy Yates. Yep. Let me tell y'all something, man. From start to finish, the Holy Spirit was moving, not just with Kelly, but with you guys Absolutely. too. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. With you guys too, y'all put on the most powerful performance that I've seen y'all perform since I, since I've been. Um, Groupies, a groupie for y'all for over a year now. I will say that was probably the most rock and worship I've ever had in, in my ten years of traveling and doing this. That it was awesome. That. Probably was. Yeah. That is that that is. Uh, so you know we've we've uh, we did a show with Seventh Day Slumber before. Uh, where we opened up like many hours before they did, um, and they're a lot heavier than we are. But next to them is some other uh, heavier Christian rock bands. Like we, so I like to call us a worship rock band. Yeah. So I, can see that. I don't. Yeah, I don't sure. necessarily write worship songs. I'm just not that good. We need to start working on that. Um, but the fact that Micah can take something like Egypt. And make it his own. Yeah, that's probably my favorite one that you did. You're right. I, I just love that favorite. song. Anyway, that's one yeah, of my it's favorite an amazing song. Songs. But if you notice, like he took it, and the the way he plays the riff is completely different. And like it's it's, it's yeah. Not you even, guys took it to another level. It was right. really good. Really and, good. And and you know, I know Kelly's brought a lot of people to the Lord and to repentance, and and taught a lot of lessons. But um, in the year that I've been, or year and a half that I've been uh, with you guys. Um, every, you know, I go share my testimony with y'all at a lot of places and a lot of uh, churches and things like that. And, um, every single one, you know, some, uh, there are people at the altar on their knees, praising God during y'all's worship. Yeah, it's a team effort. Yeah. You know? yeah. It, you know. the, the, the preaching's not the, the main part. The worship's not the main part. It's everybody coming together, mm-hmm. doing it together is what makes this work. You yes. know, it's with, with you guys, with, with, with me, with the, the greeters and That's the right. ushers and everything. It's every single position is extremely vital. I mean, honestly, the, the, the mouthpiece is, is one of the, mm-hmm. the weakest links out of the whole deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you look at the body of Christ, we need more hands and mm-hmm. feet than we need mouths, That's man. Right. Yeah. You know, so all of us are too busy. And, you know, we've talked about this a million times on this podcast. We've talked about it a million times on on uh, Unashamed Recovery podcast. We believe that God is raising up an army that look like us. Yeah. Oh, clearly. You know, completely tattooed because there's so many people that look like us that are not Just, not Christians. Yeah, we're the norm that, now. So. Yeah, that that right. will, that don't want to go to church because they're afraid that they're going to have to cover their tattoos. They're going to have right. to take off their hats. They're going to have to take off their, you know, can't wear your boots. You can't wear your holy jeans, you know. Uh, and and we feel like that the whole recovery, the reason there's such a big outbreak right now of re- uh, faith-based recovery is because God has taken those outcasts. I imagine if they had major tattoos like we did back in Jesus's days, those would have been the 12 guys he picked. Oh, Jesus it. would have rolled yeah. up on a Harley and right. said, look, we're going to go fishing. Let's go. That's right. You let's know? go. But so, look, uh, you know, going back to what you were saying, it's like, you know, uh, the outpouring that's going on in the drug community, I've had multiple, hundreds of conversations with multiple different people, hundreds of different people that had the same awakening experience and deliverance that I had. Right. And it's just like, it's almost just like that instant. And it's like, he's literally taking, and I've said this before, he's literally taking the devil's army away from him and using it against him. Yeah. They're covered in tattoos. Their earlobes are stretched. They have, a face full of metal and man, I love it. I loved what you said because yeah. I used to have 
uh, 13 piercings, 11 in my face. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So when you said I look like a coloring book that fell into a tackle box, yeah. I had heard that a million times <laughs> about me. That's funny. People are always like, man, you look like you you fell into a, well, a tackle box. Well, here's the thing, box. man. I don't want to follow a general with no scars. Everything that happens to you in your life will serve you if you will allow it to. Right. Everything. Everything in life serves you. The good, the bad, the in-between. God will use it all, mm. but you have to let him. That's what I hate with so many people carry this guilt and shame when their testimony, their story is going to break somebody else, set them free, wide open, but they right. won't share it because they carry so much guilt and shame. Right. The devil wants you to feel so bad about what you've done mm. and you don't talk about it because he knows when you talk about getting free, he's going to set them free. That's right. So, yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. The fact that the fact that you, uh, you know, were willing to, uh, throw caution to the wind and just say, you know what, I'm going to get up there and preach no matter what on Friday just speaks to the, the fact that you, you realized you were under a spiritual attack and that's what was going on. And, and the, a lot of people got either rededicated their life or actually got yeah, uh, saved, so saved that night because you were obedient enough to say, you but, know what, I'm in the middle of this battle. And instead of laying down and saying, you know what, I'm already going to be here another night. These people can come see me tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, you know. Well, if I didn't get up there, what does that say about what I truly believe? That's right. right? You've been watching me. People have been watching me for years. And now if I just bow out because I don't feel good, like, come on. I've been preaching that we, we're going to trust God. We're going to believe. That's we're right. going to work. We're going to serve. Now it's my turn. That's my turn. Get up there and do it. It's time Danny, to go. Danny, can you do something for go. me? Can you expand that that comment by Brandy Jones and read Better that for us? Practice what you preach, homie. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there it is. What's that say? The message Friday night was amazing to see my 14 and 15 year old boys tell me the impact that uh, message had on their life. The whole way home made my mama heart so happy. Oh, that's awesome. You were able to put the message in words. Uh, they understood, found funny, and will stick with them the rest of their life. And I was going to say the exact hey, same thing. Thank you, Brandy. My yeah, my twelve year old, you know, he came, he came with me uh, for both nights, right? Yeah. And so um, after the uh, on Friday night, we're laying, in, me and my wife are laying in bed, and Bubba comes in. That's what I call him. Bubba comes in, and um, I said, Bubba, did you have have fun tonight? He was like, Yeah, I loved it. And so being kind of smart, Elicky, me and me and Mama both almost <laughs> at the same time was like, Oh yeah. What he talk about? Oh, right. And Bubba goes repentance. Repentance. I said, okay, okay, that's easy. Mm. What does repentance mean? He said, change your mind. Ooh. That's awesome. I said, what else? Change your direction. Ooh. I was like, he got it, man. Mm. Little yeah, Palmer so was up. So Bubba that's was so definitely awesome. paying attention. Yeah. Um, I love it. You know, and I have kids will come up to me all the time uh, after church services that I preach, and they're like, "You're my favorite pastor. I wish my preacher preached like you." And I always got to tell them, "Look, your preacher's just as good. All right, it's just it's all about the presentation." Yeah. But, but there, is, there's just something about why don't we preach the gospel? In a way that well, even if there's a ten year old in here, right, they can get something out of it too. It's yeah. really not that difficult to adjust your message just a little so that it hits a wider range of people. And I, man, I so I love the, I love to hear that. That's a huge compliment to me because in my writing, that's what I'm trying to right. do. So I appreciate that. Right, let's, which let's, is why the forty day devotion. Think about that for a minute. Worked for my family because you got to think I'm forty one, my wife's thirty six, my oldest is sixteen. My middle is fifteen, and I'm forty-seven. And my uh, and my uh, youngest was ten at the time, and so here it is: five different people in five different versions of life, and we all took we all went through the same devotion. And while I didn't read their inserts of what they they wrote, that was that was their thing. Right, Dad, right. you're not allowed to read. I said that's fine. 
I just want you every night, you're going to write after we do this devotion because he provided you a place to write something. And therefore, later on in life, you can come back and you can read that. That's, you know what's so funny is that when I wrote that book, I never intended to put that space over there. I just thought the book is too short. And I was like, how do I add some more pages? And I thought, well, blank we'll, ones. we'll put these blank spaces and, and say, you know, what was God speaking to you? Because I assume people would do that on their own, but whatever. So we put that in the book, and that has been what most people have been so they like, thank you so much for putting that in there. I'm like, that's so funny that you love that because that was a total God thing because I had no intention. Well, a lot of, of us of don't, don't journal. Right. I, that's, I what, that's what that. I have, I that's what I have that. found out is in, I didn't start journaling until probably about a year ago. Right. And, um, in fact, when I first started journaling, it was four hours a day. Oh wow. oh wow! I was spending four hours a day reading my Bible. When are you going to put your hey? When you yeah. when, when are you going to put your book out? No, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no, man. thank you, sir. Those those uh those writings are hidden. Plus, I can't even read my own handwriting, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know what? Either. That's why I stopped journaling. But I'm going to tell you what I did. Okay, so I, God had it on me to start journaling, uh, and has for a long time for, uh, since I was in prison. Because in prison, there's really not much else to do. But um, so I wrote. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't come out like you know jacked. Uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that right now. But uh, so I came out of prison, and he would get on me about not journaling. And he's like, you have to journal. And I, I would do it for a little while, a couple of days or whatever. And then what it is is I go back and read it, and I can't read my chicken scratch. That's right. But God told me there's an app for that. Yep. So, so now I, I just record. I just record throughout my day. I open the app if I get a thought, you know, and I, and, um, and I date it. Right. And I stick to that pretty good. I, I type you know? them now. That, that, my favorite part of journaling is just simply so you can go and look back mm-hmm. and exactly. see, mm-hmm. you know, how God answered your prayers and changed your life. And sometimes it's a bummer because I'll look back at things I was praying for 20 years ago. I'm like, oh, dang, I'm still praying about still that. Still praying for that issue. one. You know, but it's cool to watch God answer prayers over the years that you forget. You forget you prayed, you know. Yeah. Like I remember when I was... 18 or 19 in my prayer journal, I was writing down, man, I just, I wish I could drive a Tundra. I just want a Tundra. And I was just thinking the other day as I'm driving here in my Tundra, like, <laughs> right. like I remember praying for this and I forgot I prayed for that. You know, right. I'd forgot for so long and, and God was so cool with me having that truck. I definitely couldn't have got that truck on my own. It was a God thing that opened the doors for me to even have it. So he answered the prayer. I mean, it was 22 years after I prayed it. But I got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's I'm giving him the honor and glory for that. Had I not written that down, though, would I have remembered? So I, that's if, if you don't journal, you should journal. Definitely. Absolutely journal. It's Journaling so will, cool. will change your life in a way because it's a it's a whole new way of talking to God. For sure. You feel and like you're talking to yourself sometimes, but you, you, you really write are. things, and you will read it back later, and you're like, God wrote that. That, yeah. that that's not I don't me. even remember thinking that, that's man. Right. It's It's cool. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Right. So good. So, um... You know, talking about prayers, I, I want to say that some of us pray really stupid prayers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to meet this guy just to say thank you. Yeah. I, I and I'm, you, and when, I, when I'm, and I'm not even kidding, man. What you guy can ask are you my, talking you can, about? Mr. Kelly K. Oh, I thought. And if you talk, yeah, if I, you, you, I mean, you can ask my wife. Me. You could talk to my wife and she will tell you she's so sick of hearing the name Kelly K. Yeah, no, I'm honored. And but honored, that, that encourages me because I pray every day, like, God, as a favor, if you could let me work with John Bevere one time. Oh yeah! If I could just work with him one time, I, just as I favor, love John God, Bevere, man. He is awesome. My, he's my hero, man. My my preacher hero. Have you ever met him? No, I haven't met him. I've okay. got to see him live, but uh, 
I, I watch him. You every want his phone number? Day. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yo, <laughs> so, that be so I appreciate that. that. Encourages me because if you prayed that, and then here we are, then you know mm-hmm. what? One one of these one days, day. I'm going to be sitting with John Bevere. So yeah, it's going to be okay. soon. Might be in Tokyo or Australia or yeah. Africa. I'll take it. Are you Are you going out of country soon? I I, ha- I haven't talked about any of that yet, but. Oh, I'm there, sorry. That's all right. Some things are, are opening up. It looks like I'll be doing all five regions of Africa. It looks like wow. Tokyo, Australia. Yes, yeah, things are opening up. So as soon as I have everything for so sure. So you're going to the up. ends of the earth. I'm trying, hmm. man. Okay. I'm trying. Well. Go, I, I told God a long time ago, I will go wherever you want me to go. Okay. I'm available. You just send me. So I have, the, Send I'm, me. And what's, like, yes. and what's that line in, in thank you? Wherever you send me. I will go. I will that's go. right. Yeah. You know, that's, and he that's sent the me to some point. pretty rough places. Like Mississippi. Like right here. Like Jackson. <laughs> like Jackson. My, uh, you know I'll what? I, I, will be, I will be completely honest with you, man. One of my favorite uh, lines from uh, both nights is uh, something that I would say. And so, like, <clears throat> like I said, man, even my pastor said, you two could be brothers. Right. The no way God. that I preach is I scream a lot. Like if I'm trying to make my point, I'll Was go. Was I screaming a lot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't mean. Even, that. even. I mean, even the second night, you're like, um, it, it, when it's not, it wasn't. Unfortunately, we didn't have a lot of people in the second night. But I mean, I, who who needed to hear that message was there. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. But you know, Kelly's all like, uh, I hear y'all getting all excited about you know football games and concerts, yeah. and it's twenty degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's exactly how when I'm when I get to preaching, that's exactly I how I do, I do it too. Yeah, I don't but um. I don't pay attention. It's passion. It's passion. <laughs> yeah. Passion. That's what I was thinking. Okay, but, so hold on. But Kelly said uh, my favorite. My favorite line was Kelly was like, and some of y'all are up there are, are uh, looking at me thinking uh, he don't look like no preacher. He looks like the guy's gonna rob me in the uh, in the parking, parking lot. lot. And I just want to say to some of y'all, I just want to say to those people, I might. Right. Yeah, I might. Watch out. And I There's was like, "Old Kelly's still in there. Watch out. I'll rob you." That's right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Brandy Jones commented. She said, "This weekend is Hannah, my daughter's 22nd birthday, and we started the weekend at church watching you. My son rededicated his life to Amen. Christ uh, that Brandy, night. That is awesome, man. Thank you for bringing your children yes. to events like that. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And uh, man, I, I'm but honored. But that's and that's so also cool. a testament to who you are mm-hmm. and and what you've put out." Because you are so relatable, even to my 16-year-old who's sitting back in the kitchen right now. You know, my 15-year-old who's, you know, she's at her mom's house, and so she wasn't able to be here. But she knew that you were going to be here and wanted to be here. My uh, uh, 12-year-old son, I mean, you're so relatable and so funny, engaging. You know, I tell people all the time, um, God allowed me to go into bars and casinos for seven years and hone my craft as an entertainer so that I could use it for engagement. Right. For sure. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I, you know, if you talk to church people, you know, you don't want to really use the word entertainment, right. You know, it just, it's got a bad condemnation to it, but you know, um, but I mean, that's what it was. I learned how to be a great entertainer. I call my well. I assume I'm a great entertainer. <laughs> I, I learned how to, I, I learned how to be a mediocre <laughs> entertainer so that I could be a great engager. For you sure. know, being able to use it in the worship world now. So, and I think you that's that is you in a nutshell. Yeah, Kelly, like, can can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, how did your no? First, it's a podcast. You can't ask no <laughs> question. How did your first sermon go when you started doing this? Oh thing, man, right? that's we were just. Do we have that on video? That. It is on video somewhere. Here's what's really funny. Is the first 
time I actually got to preach in a church on a Sunday, I actually had to lie to the pastor to let him let me in the in the church. Now, this guy on TikTok I, <laughs> I, I watch, he says if you have to lie to get it, you got to you're going to have to keep lying right. to keep it. Well, yeah. hey, look, so here's how it works. <laughs> I've been reaching out to churches to ask, you know, to let me come and preach, and nobody would let me come and preach. And then I found out that a guy that I had went to, like, elementary school, like, I haven't seen this dude in 20 years. I heard that he was a pastor now. Friend. Yeah, so so I get a hold of this dude, and I'm like, hey, I hear you're a pastor now. I was like, I'm also a preacher. I was wondering if you'd let me come preach at your church. He's like, you're a preacher? He's like, you, you travel and you preach? And I just said, I've preached at some places. What I meant was my living room, the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't specify, so That's I right, let he didn't ask no questions. So I was like, yeah, he, yeah, I've preached some places. He's like, yeah, you can come. So I went, and I preached, and here's what's funny. That sermon, when I look back at it now, I preached a whole series in one, so it was like two hours long, man. Like I was so excited to preach this message yeah. that when I look back at it, matter of fact, the sermon I preached is the Reckless Love Revolution book. Did I they preached stay? that whole. They did. They did stay. Wow, that's a testament. I preached too. that whole book in in one message. And looking back at it now, it's so cringy. I'm like Kelly, what were you doing, man? Like <laughs> you lost them. I don't know how it kept going. So it was. Do you rough. you mean to tell? I me bet you, you said preached. concluded a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you mean you mean to tell me you preached for two hours and nobody got up and said your seven minute long TikTok was too long? Oh, right. <laughs> that, that blows my mind when people tell me that on TikTok. Your videos are too long. I'm like, you do know that I just took an hour long message and made it seven minutes for you, right? That's right, just for you. You know, I just cut out fifty three minutes of this thing and it's still too long. Like there ain't no pleasing you people. No. Man. I think it's funny because uh, a lot of a lot of your videos are the same thing over and mm. over and over again. And I'm going, Kelly, can we move on? But I get it because he gets so many of the same yeah. comments, I get, especially yeah. the, can I be this and still get into heaven? You yeah. Know and I'm, I'm going, sick of talking yes, about it. you can. He already said it. <laughs> if I could stop doing those videos, oh, I'd be so happy. But I can't. And, and I won't stop doing them no. because people keep wondering and they keep asking. And if I can keep showing them the freedom they have in yeah, Jesus. Yeah, well, somebody might have missed that video. Yeah, you please, know, right? please understand. Yes, you can. If you gave your life to Christ, you can do whatever you want to and still get into heaven. You're asking the wrong question. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You're it's asking the I, wrong question. It's why do I want to? Yeah. That's right. That's why? right. Why do I feel like I need this? Yeah. Right. And, so I, and people, ask God. Yeah, for ask real. Ask God. Just ask do you him. want me doing this? He'll tell you right away. That's the problem. You don't want to That's right. You don't know. It's like you said. You're looking for validation. Right. You just want somebody like me, a tick a quote TikTok preacher to tell you, yes. To affirm you. That's right. You can you can smoke weed and go to heaven. The problem is everyone's just worried about getting into heaven. Nobody forgets that heaven's not going to be the same across the board for every person. That's right. You gotta for they forget too that say it again. Say that again. Heaven is not going to be the same across the board for every person. Mm. What do you mean, Kelly? Right? So there are going to be some people that just get in the gate. By Mm -hmm. the skin of their teeth, they made it. You got in. Good for you. I'm getting a tent on the outskirts. You know what I mean? I don't don't want that, man. Here's the thing. So I was at Disney World not too long ago with my family, and I I, I realized when I get there, you can get in the gates of Disneyland, Disney World, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, man, this is amazing. Like, I'm in Disney World. But when you first get in the gate, what's there? There's, like, the stroller rental. There's the guest services. You know, maybe some little shops to buy ponchos or whatever. That's right. But it's not until you get a little further in where you start finding rides and restaurants and the characters. There's going to be so many people that get into heaven, and they're going to spend all their time at guest services, and they're going to spend all their time at the stroller rental because they didn't care to to live their life in such a way that they get to experience 
all, all of, of it. it. And, and, and that's, that's the thing is that we are humans. We're not even meant for heaven. There's going to be a new earth. Yeah. Right. We're not heavenly beings. We're right. going to spend all, most of our eternity on a new earth. And on that new earth, we're each going to have jobs and positions. And your job and position is going to be based on what you did while you were here on this earth. Understand, your life on this earth is your resume and job application for the next life. So do you want to get there and say, you know what? I did just what I need to get here. Just get me in the door. I'll take a minimum wage position with just a little trailer park over, mm-hmm. you know, trailer house yeah. over there. I'm going to be good. You can have that. I want it all, yeah. man. If the Bible says I can have a mansion and I can have, I want to be, I want to be at the right hand of God. I mean, I know it's not my seat, well, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Right. I want it all. You want, want Jesus' phone number. Man, right. I want the mm-hmm. best of the best. Yeah. And if people would understand that, you would stop asking questions like, can I do this and still get to heaven? Sure you can. Yeah. Yeah. But is that all you want? Is to hang out at the stroller rental. Yeah, all, all you want is fire insurance. Yep. That's, That's it. That's what I'm Man. saying. I want so much more than that. Yeah. So my question is, why do I feel like I need this more than I need Jesus? Yeah. Am I going to need this in this this vapor of time, or is it worth letting go of now to have something better all of eternity? That's so hard for a lot of people to grasp, though. Like this life is going going to feel so small compared it's to a breath. It's right. Yeah. It's just. It's like it. that, man. But so many people are so hooked. And I was one of them. I'm not bashing you. I was one of them. Like, I wanted the rock star lifestyle because right. that's the life, right? But this life is just a season. So, so it's short, just man. a season, man. What we're going to do, be able to do uh, with being in the presence of the Father for eternity is mind-blowing. Yeah, absolutely. It's mind-blowing. This new new earth you speak of, I hope it has rings around it like Saturn does. I bet it'd be cool. I just hope it has cars, like muscle cars. Like, I want a 69 Ah, Nova SS when I get to heaven. It's about the only way you're going to get one. I said, I haven't had one here. Well, I wonder if Henry Ford went to heaven. You know, I don't know. I don't don't know him, but... (laughs) He created the... Well, you know, Mustang, you know, or the other. I do. I have a Mustang. Do you really? I do. I love Mustangs. I love muscle cars. Yeah. How many do you have? I just have one. I just got a. Uh, um, I had a Mustang back in the Did day. Did you not listen total. to his his testimony? He's got five kids. Yeah, I, ah, I got five yeah. kids. I went and bought an old beat up Mustang just uh-huh. so I could say I have I one. Have right? <laughs> He's yep. got a black title. The thing's been totaled, but I hey, I wanted it. So that's cool. Yeah. Some people think that 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 evangelists and traveling, but like we are rich, like we are ballers. That is not the case, my no. friends. Okay. <laughs> Let me just tell you, most of this I do for absolutely free. If people want to give, they can give. Mm-hmm. I will travel. I will go for anything. So don't think I got like 900. Yeah. We gave him like cars. a cheeseburger. I think yeah, that's I think. all I need. man. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I yeah, just, I y'all don't let one, Kelly man. lie to you, man. He flew in here on his private jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I did. Oh, that'd be so much better than that 10-hour drive. For sure. Man, all right. So, um, you know, obviously we could sit here all day day. and and talk about how great, you know, the things that you're doing now. But For the Lord. For the Lord. But let's remember that this is uh, Black Sheep Warfare Recovery and Unashamed Unashamed Recovery. Recovery. So, Kelly, do you have a recovery story? Like, were you addicted to anything? Other than the lifestyle, you know, I I did get uh, addicted to to pain pills, but that was like that was right, after the wreck. Getting not quite. It was after I'd hurt my back a little oh. bit later. I was already serving God. I was I was in seminary actually when I got addicted to them, and mm. I didn't even realize I got addicted until it was time to get off of them. What exactly mm. was it? Uh, um, Norco. Norco. You know, yeah, hydrocodone. Yeah. yeah, and um, 
I, I got to where, you know, I was taking what they told me, but it wasn't helping. So I was taking, so I, I realized I was taking like 10 to 20 of them a day. Yeah. And uh, finally, when I realized like, whoa, like this, here's what I, and I'm, I'm saying this because I want you to think being addicted or, or getting addicted to things like that or getting trapped in bondage doesn't just happen when you don't know Jesus. It can happen when you do know no, Jesus course. as well. Yeah. The good news is, is when I realized what was happening, I went to my doctor and I was like, don't you ever prescribe me this again. Yeah, like right. I, I went and just shut it down and I went through 14 days of hell. Straight up of, sickness. Of withdrawals and just shaking mm-hmm. and muscle aching. And it was so, I can kind of relate with the the that group, uh, that yeah. demographic that you guys are reaching. But at the same time, when I was outside of, of Jesus, when I wasn't living for him, I did do some drugs. I did drink a lot, but I was never uh, an addict. I was never Mm -hmm. addicted to anything. It was all kind of a recreational uh, party thing. And I just have to thank God for that because Mm -hmm. I think that would have taken me out because Mm -hmm. I I have a very addictive personality. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm into something, I'm, I'm all in. And uh, so I just have to thank him for that. So I did. Yes, I did go through a little bit of that, but not like what what you guys, you know, or what you have went through. Yeah. So since since we don't have like a full on recovery story, can you give me just a, a a tiny bit of how how we got to Jesus? Were you did you grow up in the church? Yeah. And so and for those of you that want my full testimony, it's kind of long. I just posted it on uh, YouTube and yeah. TikTok and stuff just a, a few days ago, maybe a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Loved it. Took but, two, two videos on TikTok. Yeah, it did. It was like fifteen minutes. I was long. like, mine's going to take three episodes of Black Sheep. I, I I watched watched your testimony. I was like, dude. Part one had like fifty thousand views, and part two had like ten thousand. Like, yeah, what happened? What happened? You don't, want to, you don't want to see the end? You don't want nope. to hear it? All right. nope. No, but okay. So I, I, did, I grew up in a very godly home. I, I can't ever remember not knowing who God and Jesus was. Uh, my testimony is more about one of fulfillment of that. I, I wanted to be a rock star my whole life. That's what I wanted, and I wanted it so much at the cost of God. I will push you to the side. I'm going to go get this. You're not helping me get it. I'm going to go get it on my own. I'll be honest. I used to uh, pray, look, I don't care which one of you give it to me, God or Satan, I want it. Right, yeah. I literally used to say that. No, I get it. I I was was going to the crossroads. Very similar position. And uh, so when I got the opportunity to jump in that rock and roll world, I I did. And I told God, sorry, I'm out. Now, here's the thing. I never stopped believing in him. Right. Mm -hmm. I was just willing to accept the consequences of not following him. I was saying, I want this more than I want you. I don't doubt you. But this is what I want. Now, I didn't know that that decision was going to cost me a decade of my life. And I was going to go through some of the worst hell I'd ever been in because of it. And here's the thing. I got what I thought I wanted, but I wasn't happy. I was never fulfilled. I still felt empty. I still felt broken. I was still looking for other things to bring fulfillment. Uh, And so when I finally gave everything to Jesus, when, you know, 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was, when I finally said, God, you can have it all. I don't care if my name is ever great. I don't care. I I just want you because I'm sick of fighting this. I'm tired of playing this game. That, when he finally saw my heart, that I was legit, that I just wanted to make him famous, that's when he finally said, all right, here, now I can give you a platform to stand on because it's not about you anymore. It's about me. And once I started making his name famous, he started to raise me up. And what's crazy is the very first video I ever made got 92 views and something happened when I, after I made that video was I had this sense of fulfillment that I had looked for my entire life that I'd been chasing after in, in the music and the TV industry and the, the girls and the drugs and the alcohol, the partying, whatever. 
all of a sudden, I did this one video. It was awful. It's cringy. It's still on YouTube to this day. It was horrible. It got 92 views, and I had this fulfillment yeah. of this is what I'm looking for. This is what I've wanted. It was always about making God famous, making Jesus famous, yeah. elevating his name, not mine. And God's like, you get it. Now I can use you. And that was it, man. It was game well, over after that. That's basically how we came came to uh, call on the band Given Grace. Originally, it was going to be you know, kind of like Daughtry. It's going to be Palmer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you made a good change. And then, and then I literally, I literally was like, coming to the stage, I, Palmer. I mean, I literally, I had already been Palmer for ever. Everybody already knew the name Palmer. You know, back back in Shreveport and Bozier, you know, from those days. Right. And it was almost like, this is no longer about you. For sure. You know, so we need a band name that's going to point people to Christ because it can't be about you anymore. Right. Sure, you can be Zach Williams. That's fine. You know, if if that's what God says, do. But for me, I had to take my name off of it. Right. You know, and that's kind of where I was. I, I had to remove myself from the equation completely to really get what God wanted to do. Uh, there's a million people that want to be famous. Right. What he's looking for is one person that says, God, I want to make you famous. Right. That's the one he's looking for. Uh, building my name on this earth. I mean, let's look. Let's let's be real. In 60, 70 years, who's going to remember who I was? Right. They're going to know who Jesus is, though. So if I've got X amount of years to make somebody famous, I would rather make somebody famous that's going to last them, that's going to really bring some true freedom and some peace into their life. Making me famous does nothing for you. That's right. Jesus being famous for you, to you makes changes everything for you. His right. name's already been established for like 3,000 years. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. So before we wrap up, um, one, obviously, Thank you so much for taking the time yes. to, to come, yeah. come you, sit down with Thank us. Thank you so Thank you much. Thank you for coming to, to, to Brandon and, and preaching to us. Thank you for what you do, um, everything that you do, the Absolutely. books, the, the T-shirts, even if it's, you know, just a, a new T-shirt line on with CXX uh, or CXII. CXXII. Yeah, Sorry. you got it. Yeah, no, you're good. And so um, all of that. But you also preached about, like, like we said, get lit, stay lit, spread it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of hear God telling me, can, can we get a Cliff Notes version? No, 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 no. Not 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 the Cliff Notes, but the whole thing of just the fire triangle. The fire yeah. triangle. Sure. So I want to I want y'all to hear the Cliff Notes ver- version of the fire triangle so that you'll understand when you fully. So, so it'll intrigue you enough to go go find this message. Right. Or the, get the book or get, get the get book. The book. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, OK, so the, the fire triangle. The way that God led me to this was uh, as I travel around the country preaching, I realized that I see more burnout Christians than I see anything else. And it really broke my heart because I know that we're supposed to get on fire for Jesus, but I can't see anywhere in the Bible that tells us we're supposed to burn out because we're not supposed to. We're supposed to live on fire all the time. So I started asking God, how do we stay on fire? What do we need to do? And that's when he led me to the fire triangle, which if you're unfamiliar, the fire triangle is a theory that firemen use that say you need three things to keep a fire burning. Any fire, you have to have three things. You have to have heat, fuel, and oxygen. John was the one that yelled out fuel the other day. Yeah, he got it. He nailed it. (laughs) If you remove the heat from a fire, the fire goes out. Fuel from the fire, fire goes out. Remove the oxygen, the fire goes out. I'm like, all right, God, that's cool. 
What does that mean for us? And he said, as Christians, we all have a fire triangle. We all have to have heat, fuel, and oxygen. If we lose one, our fire goes out. I'm like, all right, sweet. What is that? Heat is clearly God. We have to have a relationship with God. He is the heat. The Bible says that he is the all-consuming fire. If we don't have a relationship with him, of course you're going to burn out. Now, look, there's a difference in knowing God and having a relationship. You can know all about him, but are you spending time with him every single day, talking with him, listening to him of what he is saying to you? Are you, you? Telling, telling me that uh, my my grandmother prayed for me in 1988? Now it's not, I'm not going to heaven, right. Kelly? You've got to have a relationship <laughs> yourself. So that's the first one. If we don't have relationship, full-on relationship, going back and forth with him every day, your fire's going to burn out. After heat, we've got fuel. We have to be getting fueled up. Now, that, that one's easy, too, because if your car needs gas, you need to get fuel. You go to a gas station. You need to get fueled up for Jesus. Go to church, right? <laughs> Look, Kelly said, uh, go put 10 cents, go put 10 go put 10 cents, cents, cents in your gas to see how, far, see it how gets. far you get. My son leans over and goes, to the next pump. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. But, but look, that's why we have to look at this, because as Christians, that's what we do. We have to be getting fueled up or we're going to get burned out. But most Christians, what do we do? We read, you know, the verse of the day. I love that you read the verse of the day. That's right. great, but don't stop there. That's where I got to go put 10 cents of gas in your car today. Right. How far is that going to get you? Why do we get mad at God when we burn out all week when all we've done is read one verse a day? If that, if we read one a day, maybe it's one a week. We're burning out right. because we're not constantly getting fueled up. We need to be getting the word in us. My Bible says that that faith comes by hearing, and that is hearing the word of God. Understand, you are building faith all day long, 24-7. Right. The question is, what are you building your faith in, the world or the word? If you're putting the world in 24-7 and then you're only getting one daily verse every day, yep. what's going to win? Your faith yeah. is more in the world than it is the word. And I, I love the fact that when you do your uh, your your pitch about your books, or your uh, your book at the end of each one of your TikToks, which uh, I know you've got the comments that annoy people, but I For love sure. it. I love it because I mean, otherwise, how would people how know? know? <laughs> but um, I love how you say this is not to replace your Bible reading. This is to go along with your Bible reading. Right. So Kelly gives you one verse a day, right? And he gives you a devotion on that verse. But what Kelly's trying to tell tell people is, I want you to read this verse, and then I want you to go read the rest of that. Yeah, chapter. read the one after it. Read the one before. Read, get That's it in right. context. Get it in get context. It, yeah, I'm, I'm breaking this one down for you, but there's still so much right. more. So, all right, we got to get fueled up. So our fire triangle so far, heat, relationship with God, fuel, getting the word, and then we have to have oxygen. And this one, in my opinion, is the most important, and this mm -hmm. is where we see most Christians failing and, and burning out, is that we have to be talking about what God is doing in us with other people. We can't just keep it all inside for ourselves. It has to. There has to be an inflow and an outflow. We can't just be spiritual consumers. We have to be spiritual contributors. And if you will start talking about what God is doing, like we said earlier, people don't talk because they have guilt and shame. But when you start talking about what God's doing in you, it's going to start setting other people free. And they're going to start getting closer to him. And then the more you talk about him, the more you're going to want to go spend time with him. Right. And the more you want to spend time with him, the more you're going to want to get in his word. And the more you get in the word, the more you're going to learn. And then you're going to want to go tell people. And then now do you see... You can live on fire 24-7. You're never burning out. Why? Because you got heat, you got fuel, and you got yeah. oxygen. Yeah, we're Amen. no longer in the uh, repentance circle. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, circle. We're in the fire, fire triangle. Fire triangle, absolutely. So it, that, that's the cliff note version of that. The book it. goes into much, much yes. more detail. Yeah, and the I message have all, does, too. I have all three three books, and they're all fantastic. How do, how, do we, uh, how do we get your book? You can go to kellykministries.com or just go to Amazon. Um, you can go to Barnes & Noble. Anywhere that you go get books, you, you can get my books there. Uh, if you want an autograph from me, I will sign all the ones that come through my website. Um, but I'll be 
honest with you, they're a little more expensive from my website because I have to charge you for shipping and all the shipping materials and all that. You can get it, go get it on Amazon. You'll get it faster and cheaper. So however you want to do it. I always say just get it from Kelly. You can do that. You can do that. All right. So uh, we'll use the word conclude because Kelly taught us that uh, 72% of our audience will re-engage. re-engage. Welcome back. That's right. Welcome, Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I stole so, that from Judah Smith, just to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I heard him say that like 12 years ago, and I stole it, and I've yeah. used it ever since. I love the fact that because you're an author that you gave us a whole bunch of definitions of words yeah. that we all use <laughs> right. the wrong way, like literally. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, very good. Appreciate English that. Lessons with Kelly Kay. Yeah. That's, Never know that's the new get. podcast, right. English Lessons with right. Kelly Kay. Well, Kelly, man, we sure appreciate you taking the time to not only just come to Mississippi, but also give us a chance uh, to sit down and really get to know you. Absolutely. And, um, and, and do fellowship with you. Yes. Um, spend time with you. Uh, we want to say a special thank you to your wife and your kids because yeah. they're sacrificing so much time with you mm-hmm. to allow uh, people like that. us to have have time with you yeah. and for you to be able to do God's work and so uh thank you Miss Lindsay thank you all five of the uh the the cops which yep. I'll never be able to bad say boys, bad like boys. like I just I don't I don't I've only known you as Kelly K yeah, so right. when I well, when I, I found out you're real yeah I'd be officer cop yeah. Oh, that would be probably, yeah. So that, if anybody would like not. to uh, sow into Kelly K's ministry, how do we do that? Uh, yeah. You can go to kellykministries.com. One of the, on the main page there, there's a, a place to donate. And what's cool is that I've been doing this 10 years full time mm-hmm. and I've never taken it's a paycheck. Amazing. It has all been just through people giving and Amen. sowing into the ministry that have kept this going. And, and we're a one income home. Uh, my wife raises That's the kids, awesome. and then I, I travel and preach, and we've been able to do that for a God decade. provides. Yeah, just through God providing through people. So thank you to all of those of you who, who do give, and if you want to go give, awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. Kelly needs a new muscle car. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I, need, I need a new $1,500 Mustang with less dents. <laughs> right. With less dents. Yeah, please. Well, we you know, love Lin- you so Lindsay much, has Kelly. The, Lindsay has the, the, uh, the hardest job. She has to raise you. Yeah, absolutely. She, I just she bought, got six kids. I just bought. That's what I tell. That's what we say, yeah. too. Too, man i've got three kids my wife has four yeah and they're like what I'm like she's still raising me right <laughs> so kelly thank you so much for being with thank us man guys. we love you we thank you for everything that you're doing yeah we thank you from the and, black um, sheep and thank you from unashamed recovery so thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on this dual podcast make sure you uh, like follow and subscribe not only black sheep warfare recovery but also unashamed recovery and kelly k ministries and until next time we love you thank you tuning in to today's episode of Unashamed Recovery Podcast. I hope that you have found it helpful and I hope that you have found it encouraging. Want more recovery content? Visit our brand new website, unashamedrecovery.com for our new sobriety and recovery themed blogs to take you deeper into your sobriety and recovery journeys. That's where you'll also find all the links to our social media. There you can even donate to the show to help us reach more people still lost in the darkness of addiction. Also check out more amazing recovery podcasts over at Take 12 Recovery Radio Recovery Podcast Network. The link is in the show notes as well as under the partners page on the new website. That is all for this episode. Remember to stay sober and above all else to keep 12th stepping as you stay unashamed. We love you.